This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Drop Podcast. Uh, my name is Ben Sewell. I am your co-host along with me, as always, not actually physically with me today, but on uh, on video and on Teams, is Will Salisbury. How's it going, mate? Hello, mate. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad yourself? Yeah, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Bit weird doing it on a Sunday. It is. I know. I'm, I'm sorry for that. It's uh, obviously Laura's birthday tomorrow. Um, you know, I think I get crucified if I was doing this podcast on her birthday when she wants to go yeah. to her mum's and have some sort of beef stew or something for dinner as her birthday meal. Oh, oh is she going to have her gravy there? Uh, I don't know if she's doing it. I think her mum's doing it. But I think you need to calm down with this gravy sitch, mate. The world famous Wasley gravy. Wasley gravy. Mate, she's getting quite annoyed being called Wasley now, so you've got to keep it going. Why are you getting annoyed? Because I keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because you started it. I found it funny. So obviously jumped on board with you on it. And now it's just become part of my, my sort of natural lingo, essentially now. It's part of my you vocab. Have... Yeah, 100%. It's not babe, it's Wasley. It's Wasley, yeah. It's not babe, it's not bubs, it's uh, Wazzers or Wasley, you know? Wazzers. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> Have you had a good week? Because uh, we didn't do the podcast last week, did we? Uh, so it wasn't many sort of prem games going on or anything. So we we missed it last week. So yeah, the we listeners, I'm sure they're dying to know what you've been up to. They're dying to know what I've been up to. What ha- I don't even I can't even remember what I've been up to. What have I been up to, mate? Um, football. Been a bit of footy. First day back at footy, footy last Monday. That was. That was good. Fucked my knee. I was right, just going to ask, yeah, how's your knee doing now? Yeah, it's all right, mate. I've got a bit of a 
got a bit of an embarrassing story from today where I fucked my knee again. So uh, Ooh, we had a quick um the beef eater up by Cobtree Manor in Maidstone. Mm. It's a big cup and there's a beef eater there. They got these big fuck off lampshade things above the tables. Right. So I have to go for a wee and my head, I end up with my head inside this fucking lampshade. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Stood up inside the lampshade, like, oh. Oh, great, and I, I, so I duck down, and there's this guy just looking at me, pissing himself, laughing. I'm like, fuck fuck's sake. Go to the toilet, anyway. Come, come to sort of leave. I get up and I smash my head on the same lampshade. So I knew it was there. <laughs> I whacked my head on it. I was like, oh, that's so annoying. And then um, as we was walking out, I slipped down the stairs <laughs> and both jarred. And Selena had to catch me from behind. And saved my life. Otherwise, I would have been on the house, mate. Oh, honestly. <laughs> Monkey was feeling all right, but yeah. Well, they, yeah, falling upstairs didn't help. Well, they say it all happens in threes, so that's that's exactly what you've done. So hats off to you, mate. Yeah. But I had a little run yesterday, done a 6K yesterday, which was good. Nice. Well done. Um, so trying to get back into it, mate. How about you? Have you been up to much? Uh, no, I've I've not ran this week at all, to be honest with you. Uh, I went to London yesterday for Laura's birthday, though. So we did 20, just shy for Laura's birthday. Ooh. Laura? I, I can't call her Wazza or Wazzers. It's Laura or Wazley. It's Laura. So I can't <laughs> do that, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, we did about 25,000 steps, which is just, just mental. So it's a good day, but now my feet are sore. Uh, I've been left the house. I've done nearly 8,000 today. So I'm beating you on the steps, I must say. I don't know whether I am today after your run now, but yeah. Nah, so I did the run yesterday. So I did I did like 13,000 yesterday, but you you obliterated that. Yeah. And then today, I, I don't know if my watch was working, because I, I had a long walk, but it said I'd only done 3,000 steps. I was like, oh, that's a little bit weird. So I don't know. A long but walk? But no, you smashed me. Where did you go? Cobb Oh, that your long walk? That when you were slipping down yeah. the stairs and, and hitting your head in lampshades, yeah? That's oh, it, yeah, yeah, that's cool. it, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so we'll be doing a load of walking tomorrow as well, so hopefully I'll get... I'm trying to aim for about 12k, so I can have a, a lazy day now and then and not feel so bad. Uh, going bowling, then walk around the outlet centre for a while. Um, so I see nice. you rack up a couple of thousand walking around all the shops and stuff. So fingers crossed. But yeah, shall we uh, shall we jump into to the news and what's been going on recently? Because I don't. Has been much? I think the listeners are probably bored of our shit by now of what we've been yeah, doing the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we could probably do a segment on what will hurt this week if you keep this going. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm becoming a bit of a Jack Wilshire. Oh mate, you are exactly like Jack Wilshire. It's always your knee. <laughs> your yours the knee on the ankle. Half and yeah, half, we are Jack Wiltshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the, the biggest news actually came in sort of early this evening. Uh, so obviously, just FYI recording on Sunday 16th. It's what, just gone half seven. Um, Everton have sacked Rafa. Long time coming, I feel. Was it? Yeah, I think so. What have they done? I like. I, I appreciate they've not spent an awful lot of money, 
But what have they actually done? They've just looked terrible under Rafa. Yeah, they have. And yes, yeah, and yesterday losing to Norwich, you know, isn't the isn't the greatest. I think one, I think the first one was an own goal. But um, yeah, I think so. He started. He came in June, didn't he? He replaced Carlo Ancelotti in June, and Everton were quite solid under Ancelotti, weren't they? Uh, yeah, defensively, well, attacking, they wasn't really threatening too often. They get a few freak results, but they were hard to break down. They were sort of well-drilled and well-organised. But that sort of notoriously was the Rafa team as well. But I think he's just lost it now. I think he's lost his edge. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So if you think if you think about the Everton problems... I think I think the uh, the ownership, the leadership there, the senior leadership, is a bit is a bit all over the place. I think some of the the fans' anger towards Rafa was probably maybe a little bit misdirected. So don't get me wrong, he has overall control of the team and the selection of the train, mm. etc. etc. Et but he, so he hasn't really had a lot of opportunity to improve the team. I know I know I know he was there throughout the summer. Um, but when he was there in the summer, he had Calvert-Lewin fit, who hasn't been fit, or, 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 or if he has been fit, he hasn't really been firing too much. Sigurdsson is a massive loss, whatever's going on with him. Uh, James Rodriguez, like what, what happened? Yeah, that was, that was a weird one, the, the Rodriguez situation. I guess Sigurdsson's going through some sort of legal proceedings and... He's been moved into witness protection and stuff at the moment, or whatever, um, into a safe house, whatever it may be. Um, so I get that's that's just a freak situation. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the Calvert Lewin thing. I know he's had injuries this season, but he bought Rand- Salomon Rondon, Rondon, sorry, and that was it in the summer. I know Everson spent big a couple of seasons going. They're probably paying that sort of financial fair play price at the moment. But surely they've got people coming through the ranks that you just be like, let's just give them a go. Well, they had that Gordon, didn't they, who's been playing, I think, really well. And yeah. then and Damari Gray as well has been playing really well. Oh, of course, yeah. They bought him for, what, a million or something. Yeah. Um, they've done well in, in spurts. But Andros Townsend on a free. He's had, what, three good games since he joined? I was going to say, he's really hit and miss, isn't he? He's not... Yeah, he's a funny one, isn't he, Andros? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan myself. But yeah, it's. I think it's it's a rocky road for for Everton fans at the moment. Depend on who they get in. They're not going to have much time in the window to sign any sort of players of of calibre that they really want. You know, you've got to. Have they got, sorry, have they got the money to be spending? On players, I'm sure they've probably got some in the bank ready to rock and roll. You know, 30, 40 mil, get a couple of signings in, and then sort of see how you go. And if if they turn things, who you know, whoever steps in, if they turn things around for the summer, I, I'd imagine they would spend a bit of money to at least turn that team around, get their own type of player in that people that buy into their ethos and their philosophy. Because they're they're not exactly a young team; they're not an old team. They're just a sort of average team across the board, I feel. They've got some young yeah. players, some older ones, etc., etc. But it's just a bit of a strange one because who would go there? What, as manager? Or is it... Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a good manager of, of a, a high-ish level calibre, is Everton an attractive proposition at the moment? I don't think so. 
So I think they're more attractive than oh, I was well, Norwich, Newcastle. They they kind of they're more attractive than those teams because they're not in that much trouble. So I think Eddie Howe yeah. was a good signing for for Newcastle, although you know that's up for debate <clears throat> depending on who you talk to. So yeah, is there something in, in um, yeah, is there something there where <clears throat> if not if someone like that can come through? I, I'm just trying to think of a name now, but I don't I don't think I have anyone off the top of my off the top of my head. But I think there are people out there there are, there are good managers out there available. Um, who probably relished that time? I mean, they got they they managed to um, attract Carlo Ancelotti, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you are right, and and there's no, I don't want to disrespect Rafa at all because he is a big name in in football management. Oh. You know, he's won the big prizes, he's won European competitions, he's won leagues. Um, but I guess for from Everton's side of things, you know, I guess from. The only sort of link I can think of at the moment that would sort of make sense, but it's ambitious, is Rooney. You know, he's been at Derby for a, a fair while. Then everyone sort of understands the issues they've had. They've gone, basically, they're bankrupt. They've got no money. That's sell players in the summer. They've had to really rely on their youth team to be able to actually fill their squads, let alone, well, to register their team initially, let alone to actually sort of play week in, week out and fill their bench. And, you know, he has done extremely well. They sit in 23rd place, but they've had a points deduction. And what did they get? 12, 13? I think it was 15 points, points or 12 points or something. Um, now, if you look at the table without the points deduction, and every, or if you, you know, counted it as zero or whatever it is, they would be 10th, I think it is, if I worked it out right. Don't quote mm. me on it. Um, but tenth, without signing a single player of any caliber, or obviously you know paying a, a transfer fee or anything, actually selling your star players elsewhere, that's insane. That's such a good job. If you can do that, Everton, you know, despite whatever happens, they're still a, a fairly big club. And if you're looking overseas to come and play in the Premier League, they would be an attractive proposition for you, I guess, from that perspective, because it's your opportunity mm-hmm. to play in the biggest league in the world. And Rooney's obviously got his ties there. He started there, he finished as a player there, etc. So he sort of know well, obviously finished at Derby, but you know, he was there know. before he's actually playing. Um so it kind of makes sense potentially for him to go there. But I genuinely I cannot see any sort of biggish name going there unless it's gonna be an opportunity for an inexperienced manager to come in, like your Rooney's, your Lampard's potentially or something like that. Yeah, I think as well, what you've got to remember, there's a few Spanish managers um, or, or German managers that that have been sacked recently that, you know, similar to, um, I can't remember the name, who's the Wolves manager? Bruno Lager. Lager, that's it. You've got people like him who are... So I think he came from Portugal. Yeah, he did. Uh, but but you know you know my point that you've got some managers who, who we might not know too much about in this country who could be um, who could be about and willing to yeah to, you know put their name in the hat and, and do well interview and, and and potentially be given that opportunity to come over to the Premier League 
but uh, yeah, no, I do, I do see a point with the Rooney thing, and and actually, I I think that would be really good all round. I think that Rooney would do a, a good job, and his his heart's going to be in it. You know, Benitez comes from the other side, the other side of the park, doesn't it? Let's uh, Anfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean. You know, the, the Rooney thing to me makes more sense because of what's happened recently with Derby. You know, from mm. the, the news perspective, essentially the EFL have warned them they can kick them out mid-season now because they can't prove they've got the money to actually play for the rest of the season and pay all their wages, you know, whatever bills and stuff they've got to pay for stadium runnings, costs, etc. Um, so they need to basically sell some players and they haven't, they haven't sold anyone. Uh, so they're going to be scratching around trying to get a decent transfer fee and maximise that as much as possible. But every club that wants to buy a player are going to know they're doing that. So they're not going to, yeah. they're just going to play hardball, wait till the summer, or potentially it sounds sounds terrible, potentially wait for them to be wound up and sign these players on a free anyway. Because they're going to yeah. be out of contract, they're going to be terminated, so they'll be free agents. That sounds like the, the, the likelihood. Um... Is that if the administration if the administrators can't find a buyer, then they'll look to wind up the, the organization. Yeah, but what's <clears> weird <throat> is they've got three buyers lined up. Mike Ashley's the the biggest offer at the moment at 50 million. So I'll get him unfortunately back into football. Um, but they've not accepted it. I don't really understand the ins and outs, and not too much has been sort of let out to the public eye at the moment to the press about it. So it seems a little bit of uh a strange situation. I think this is going to unravel massively towards the end of the window. So sort of that we got what two more, two more episodes before the end of the window anyway. So I think we'll keep a close eye on that and see how how that potentially plays out. And it may may mean Rooney's on the move. Who knows? Yeah, it might. Be, but it might be that. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? Where it might be that Everton come calling and the offer's too good. So so regardless of what happens with Derby. He he moves to Everton anyway, and Derby are kind of, you know, have to wish him well on his on his Premier League adventure. Um, see how he gets on there because you know he's yeah. he's obviously going to be looking at that at that United job at some point, I would imagine, um, <clears throat> to see whether he can he can get himself in there. Maybe at the end, you know, probably not at the end of the season, but you know, after the next manager has has been given the boot at Old Trafford, he, he probably wants to see himself sliding in there, similar with Gerard and when Klopp goes. Yeah, quite possibly. And I can see it happening. I think that's why the Everton move for me would make sense. And I wouldn't be surprised someone like like Rooney comes in and does that. Um, mm. I think it's more likely to be him than than any other sort of recently ex-player like your Lampard or whatever. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting, interesting way to play that out. Um, moving on from that, just in obviously keeping on the topic of news, Erling Haaland has come out publicly and said that uh, he's feeling pressured by Dortmund. He needs to make a decision on his future. He just wants to play football, is what he said. Yeah. But he needs to decide soon. That pays away, see. doesn't it? I, th- I think it does, yeah. I think it, it, it means that he is going to be on his way, where I'm not sure. Um, Real Madrid, hundred percent. Right, see, I don't know. Do you think Real Madrid? Yeah, I think, I think Real Madrid are going to sign Mbappe on a free because his contract obviously expires. They'll pay him a hell of a lot of money, and then they'll go and get uh, Haaland as well. Mm. 
I think they'll do it. Obviously, they want that sort of player anyway, but it stops someone else having him, doesn't it, at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good point. I think he will leave. I think that's kind of what he's he's hinting at. Um, I don't know why Dortmund are putting the pressure on. I, I, maybe because they want to want to look at a replacement list, you know, within now. But <clears throat> surely doing things like that is going to make him think now he's going to go. Whereas with Harry, so if we look at Harry Kane, he was kind of given. A bit, of, a bit of time, wouldn't he, really? They, they, they did, there was no pressure put on him. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I think... I, I kind of understand it because they're drumming up the interest now in case someone Ooh. offers, you know, mental amounts of money tonight, um, tonight this this window, and says, yeah. right, here's 150 million. We want him now. Don't want to be like, yeah, all right then. Or, yeah, okay, we'll agree, but only in the summer. And then they've wrapped up that deal, but then they've got six months of guaranteed fees to be able to go and find someone else. Or yeah. are they drumming up so teams are going to gear up for their massive summer bid and it drives all the hype up, doesn't it? It just drives his his transfer fee potentially, or potential figure, sorry, higher and higher. So yeah. I get it from that side, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. But I think obviously Harlan's agent is that Mino Raiola who is very yeah. difficult to deal with from a club perspective. Everyone knows that. Great for his players, but shit yeah. for a football club. So he knows what he's doing. He's told him to say at this particular moment. So there's a reason for it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard one to call, but I think he'll go. I'm not sure if he'll go to, to Real Madrid. I think he's going to go to Barcelona. What, Haaland? Yeah. No, I don't see it. Don't see it. He's not, he's technically not gifted enough to be able to play the Barcelona way, especially with Xavi there. If he was a different manager, I potentially could see it more. Because obviously Barcelona are big players in the transfer market again now, blah, 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 blah. According to that bloody president, Laporta. Um, don't get me started now because it winds me up. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just don't see him fitting the way he, the way Xavi wants them to play. Whereas Real Madrid will, will sign someone like that because he will fit that team. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think Barcelona needs a transfer like that. I think they would be kicking themselves that they've missed out on Mbappe. But Mbappe was a Madrid supporter, I guess. And he was he was kind of wanted, wanting to go there since he was a child. A bit like Man Persie with every single club he ever played for. Um, <laughs> um Harland, I don't, I don't know if he's ever expressed anything like, you know, any, anything like that. Um, well, the only one he so, has so, is Leeds, isn't it? Oh, cool shit, because his dad. Yeah, but obviously that's never going to happen unless he's. I think that'll happen when he's older, and he's sort of like early mid thirties. He'll go on a yeah, free transfer for a couple of seasons, depending on if Leeds are in the Premier still. Well, that would be my opinion. Or if Leeds are bought by, I don't know, Saudi Arabia. I oh, know that's Newcastle. If they're bought by a Middle Eastern country, pumped loads of money in, Haaland will be straight there leading. Yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a 
my money's my money's on Barcelona. I get what you're saying about the style of play, and 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 I do get it. But yeah, I think that they'll be looking for a player like that, and they'll be keeping a very close eye on the situation that we've got there. Or they've got there. Yeah, no, I I sort of see it, but I I don't at the same time. I find it hard to to picture him in that. But we we shall see. We shall see. Um, if he does go, it could open up the possibility of uh, of Dortmund signing a Bamiyan, couldn't it? I don't think so. I don't think they want to waste their time on him. I think he I think he annoyed them, didn't he, Bamiyan? I don't think he left on the best terms. I, I don't know. Was... I think we come in with the offer and he was like, yeah, I'll, I want to take that. I want to go on a new challenge. But he was ripping it up for Dortmund. Oh, yeah. But so was Mkhitaryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quality player he was for, yes. for them and no one else. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. And there's so many knock-on effects, like a domino effect. And I think summer is going to be an absolute crazy summer. Mm-hmm. Quite more crazy than last summer. I think so. With Newcastle coming in, with all their money, they're going to upset a few people and get some. If they can get one or two, not big, big name signings, but named signings, that just changes the whole playing field. And depending on who Man United get in the summer as well as their interim, interim, interim manager uh, or mm-hmm. full time permanent, you know, six month rolling contract manager or whatever they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on who they get, could then turn them into a big player. Depends how Rangnick actually does towards the end of the season. If he can get them into the top four, then that changes their dynamic. If Arsenal are in the top four, potentially changes who we go for. We'll need to splash some cash to get deeper sort of depth of squad, but obviously one or two first teamers in there again as well, like we have done obviously in the summer. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine Chelsea, if Tuchel is still about. Will obviously play big still. Why did you say that? Well, he obviously clashes with a lot of players, isn't he? At the moment, it's been publicised for ages. So, and the way they've played some of their games haven't been great, and then others they have done. So you just yeah. don't know. He never seems to stay around for years and years in a position. Yeah, he falls out with the boards a lot. So potentially, if they change, and that will make them City will. We'll obviously do stuff. I think Liverpool are due a spending spree. They've not really signed many players for a couple of windows now. West Ham yeah. potentially could as well. I see they've got new backings. I see they've got a new sort of majority shareholder or minor shareholder or something. It's obviously got a lot of money, that Serbian guy. So they'll have more money to spend. If they can keep their top four, top six push. They'll invest probably a fair amount, I'd imagine. So there's there's a lot of teams out there that could be vying for it. So it could be interesting. Could be interesting. I mean, you looking at you, you, you seem so disinterested. I'm I'm loving it, mate. So thanks for the uh, the backup. Um, I don't agree, with you, but I don't think you can beat last year. But you know, you never know. No, you right. never know. Um, I mean, at the moment, obviously, Arsenal are pushing for that Dusan Vlakovic. But I think everybody in Europe's after him. Uh, heavily linked with, with Arthur Mello from Juventus. Yeah. Heavily linked with him at the moment. Rumours are that he's flying to London today or tomorrow or something. Really? I've not seen that. Yeah, I saw that yes, yesterday or today. So we'll see what happens with that. 
Newcastle were bidding on 17 players um, and hopefully they'll sign them all this window. The, yeah. the latest one is Diego Carlos, who plays for Sevilla. I don't see them selling one of their key players midway through the season. They're doing... You know, re- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. These would be well. They're doing really well. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we shall see. Going back to he, um, Arthur is central midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. So that would be an unusual thing, considering they told Ramsey doesn't have a place at the at the club. Yeah. Sell their central midfielder. Well, Arthur's not played many games, same as Ramsey. He's apparently been told he's not part of uh, Allegri's plans moving forward. I mean, they've got about six or seven central midfielders. So it kind of makes sense. Apparently, it's only on a loan deal. But I think it's mad that we're going for him and not Ramsey or both, personally. Give Ramsey an 18-month deal. See how he gets back on in the Premier League. Obviously, we know he's had injury issues, blah, blah, blah. But he was a big personality for the club. And I think at the moment, we have got a lot of young players. But Ramsey offers something slightly different to to what we've got at the moment. He does do those box-to-box runs, but I think a lot of the younger players can learn from him and he's got that leadership. So for me, it's a no-brainer, especially the way we're at at the moment. Obviously, we had to postpone the North London derby today. What did you make of that? Oh, um, I'll be honest. To be honest, yeah, I'm I'm not a massive fan. Um, I'm very torn. So from the Arsenal fan in me, I'm like, yes, I'm glad we've done it. Happy days. Everyone else is doing it. Why the hell shouldn't we? From a football fan perspective, it's, in, well, actually, sorry, from a, still from an Arsenal fan perspective, it is a bit embarrassing that we've done it because we've only got like three or four COVID cases or something. It's mainly because Shaka got sent off in a week. Is it just one? We've got Erdogan. Oh, I thought it was two or three, but fair enough. One, that's even worse then. Um, from a football fan, it's like, why the hell are you, you doing it? Like, It's embarrassing as a, as a club to be asking for that. Just because we've got a few injuries, we've got Granite Xhaka um, just booting people in the chest, flying in, doing his, his best Chuck Norris impression. And then obviously for a few players out of the, the African Cup of Nations. It's poor, it's piss, and, and we've loaned yeah. a couple of uh, well, It's just piss poor planning. Or, I, don't, I, just don't, I, I don't know how 
the we got away with it to be honest like, as you say from a fan's point of view fucking touch yeah hundred percent because i was worried with that with the teams that we with the team we had we were never going to beat Tottenham. them right. god out esr out the jacker out party out um the habamayang uh saka was a doubt it's just like we, we, you know, we had no job. We had no Pepe either, did we, to come in as a, as kind of a backup and help us? No, we just, had, we just had no one. Um, and, and we just came back down. It's, it's, it's kind of of our own doing. Oh, um, mate, it's a it's hundred percent our own doing because if we didn't have Shaka being a complete moron, and we didn't loan Ainsley, then we'd have two options in midfield, which are fine and adequate. And then Charlie Patino, who come on, obviously started against Forest, didn't do a great job, but he was thrown in the deep end. He's only what eighteen, but then he wouldn't have been thrown in the deep end. He would just be coming off the bench for ten, twenty minutes, half an hour, or whatever, and he don't feel that pressure. Then it's a case of like, come on, do what you can. Let's you know show what you're made of. So it's it's our own doing. But you're right, as you said, you put it beautifully. What a touch! Absolute um, touch for us. Yeah, and I, I was—I had a little look on Twitter earlier on, and the Tottenham fans were not. But I think one one COVID case was trending on Twitter because they were that outraged. Wow. So made to be honest, made it even better. But it was quite hard to read and go. You got a point. You got a point. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It is a bit cringy because I, I didn't realise until sort of later on yesterday that it was actually postponed. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to, we'll wait and see what the the fans uh, say. Obviously, we've got the guys in the, the WhatsApp group. So we'll see what they, what they think of the whole scenario and we can go from there, can't we? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it doesn't bother me too much. I think it's... Uh, it, if you look at the others, you know, Liverpool coming up with all these false negative, these false positives that all of a sudden happened, and you think, ah, Klopp, you're a bit of a bit of a prick. Are you are you kind of taking us for a ride and moving that um, that semi-final? Yeah. Uh, you know, were they playing anything there? I think they're all, I think it's, you know, they're all up to it. All of them are up to it. But then the FA, as with VAR, are just so inconsistent, you know. You 100%. had Tottenham. I think Tottenham themselves were forced to play when they had something like six COVID out, uh, players out with COVID. I think yeah. you had Leeds who had a depleted team and they still had to play. And and you just like and then Arsenal come along and go. We've loaned all our players out and we've got Afcon, which is a real big surprise for us because we didn't know when we bought these African players. And, and, <laughs> and they would disappear in January. <laughs> um, so they learned the cover out, and then they got a few injuries and one COVID case, and what else to postpone? And you think, well, that's what is there because the FA has made it there and made that opportunity available. And as we said back in what was it December, it's up to the it's up to the clubs, and it's the responsibility of the clubs to make sure that they've got a COVID safe area, and that they've got the cover there. It's not. So the FA to postpone games. Where does no. it stop? Where do you draw the line? But then the FA brings it on themselves and, and and doesn't bring that consistency that's needed, or put their foot down and say, 
no, you motherfuckers, we ain't doing it. <laughs> I know, exactly. And do you know what? Normally, years ago, I think back to Wenger moaning about all the teams doing these dirty tactics and using the rules and bending the rules, whatever. Part of me is actually quite glad that we're doing it now because I'm just, I'm sick of it, to be honest. And now I'm just like, do you know what? Let's just, let's play by everyone else's rules. Let's, why not do it? Why not join in? Who's going to help us? Bloody why not now? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like the same as on the pitch. We used to get bullied on and off the pitch constantly. So we've always had those sort of smaller, weaker teams that were more technically gifted. Now you've got people like Ben White, Gabriel, Tierney and Tommy Yassi, uh, party, physically strong players who don't get bullied off the ball anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you've still got your flair players. Yeah, Shaka. I mean, he doesn't, let's be honest, he doesn't exactly get bullied on the pitch, does he? Because he'll just probably kick you in the throat or something and then get sent off. Yeah. Yeah, the right punch. I think he, he grabbed someone around the neck. Yeah, he has done that before. Yeah, he has done that. I think he's headbutted someone once. Headbutted. It's a but... wonder he's only had five red cards for us. You know? Yeah, he's had obviously a few double yellows, but straight reds, he's had four or five, I think it was. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just it's just disgusting, quite frankly. Do you think that Arsenal have had the most red cards? I can't remember since when, but we but we're on something like thirteen. I think it's since Wenger left, I believe, because we were always yeah. quite not a soft team, but we was always cautious in tackles, weren't we? We never sort of went in for it or whatever. Um, we always, I remember we got some some sort of award one year for the the fairest team or something like that. So basically, it's yeah. like oh, we were scared to put in a tackle, wasn't it? Years ago, I was like, no, you can't have that. Most sporting team or something, wasn't it? A sportsmanship award. That was our only medal that season. Probably, yeah. Still, still one more than what Spurs has got. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you want to, do you want to babble on about the uh, weekend games? Bab- what, babble? Is that what we're doing now? Are we like That's all we do. Babble, didn't he? In defence for Liverpool? No, he played an attack actually for, for Liverpool. Yeah, he's Ryan Barble. Oh, of course it was, yeah. Who was up in there? I think he was the other fellow. I don't know his name. But yeah, Ryan Babble, yeah, he's up in, up in attack on him. So I genuinely, it could be any defender in world football that you're thinking of at this point. Uh, no, nah, he was definitely one of the Scousers. What was it? I forgot his name. Skirtle? It'll come to me. No, 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 before his time. Oh, God knows. Before then, it was like late 90s. Oh, I, I was barely alive there, mate. So it's like you that would know. Only you. Um, so Coutinho scored on his debut then. He did. Good on him. Bloody good on it. I was really happy for him. <laughs> Say that again. That's it. That's it. Ends. Move on. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one on Coutinho. <laughs> I, it was good to see Villa nick a point against Manu though. So they scored. Manu scored very early on in the game as well. Yeah, it was a bit of a fuck up as well, wasn't it, from Emmy? It was good to see, isn't it? It's good to see. Yeah, I mean, mate, he did make some blinding saves, but uh, yeah, bit of bit of a fuck up. But yeah, no, you're right. It is good for for the Manx to be dropping points. It'd be nice if we could uh, get those those buddies to drop a few points as well. Yeah, if we get them, then their uh, games in hand become null and void from the the table perspective. I think. I have added it up right. No, one. They still have one in hand, but there'd only be a point, a, you know, point ahead of us potentially. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this. We're, we're doing okay. Um, I mean, if we win both our games, we're only two points behind Chelsea in third. So we've got two uh, games in hand uh, on them at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So let's hope we can we can keep our, our decent run going and see how we do. But, but if, if, top, if Tottenham win next... Oh, you're cutting out, mate. I can barely hear you. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, if Tottenham win their games in hand, they could go third. Uh, yeah, they can, can't they? Yeah. Well, they'll be that should be equal on points with Liverpool, having played the game more, admittedly. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope we we knock them down then. I think they've still got to play all the big teams still at some point uh, for the rest of the season anyway. So. Hopefully, we can all uh, beat them convincingly. Get Norwich to get a cheeky win. That'll be good. Always a bonus. Um, but yeah, from the other results, uh, Brighton Palace was a, a hard-fought one-all on Friday. Did you? I don't know yeah. if you caught much of that, did you? No. No, I didn't really catch. I know we had our resident Palace fan, Alistair. Uh, he was watching it, giving us all the the lowdown. He so, was pleased with the result. Wasn't he? he was pleased with the result, but he he was not impressed with uh, Vieira's tactics, was he? No, no. What I think it was, <clears throat> I think his beef is that we. Uh, he's been he's been on the show actually, hasn't he? But I think his beef is with um, Edouard. Yeah, I don't know whether it's against him. Or if it's the fact that he was played out of position, I'm not sure. He, he's had a lot of beef with Edouard. Yeah, but he, when he was on just after the window shut, when he was on, on with us on here, he was uh, singing his praises, wasn't he? Mm. So he scored, I think he scored two on his debut, didn't he, Odson Edouard? Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, I mean, they were very scrappy goals, but they were, they were, they were goals nonetheless. It gets you off the mark. So yeah, I'm not really sure what his beef. We might have to have to have a chat with him and, and see what his uh, see what his beef is. Um, but yeah, so yesterday we had big game City Chelsea, hard for one nil. Yeah, um, they're capering on, didn't they? Mendy was out. He done all right. Yeah, Mendy's uh, but... at Afcon, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, but I thought I thought we could save that. To be honest. It was a right. It was a goal from the point, but I thought he could have got got over to it and got it, but you know, he didn't. No, I think if you're a keeper that's playing week in week out for the last three four months, then you'd probably be able to read it a bit more. But I guess that's yeah. the difference between playing and and just doing training, then having a few games. Obviously, he had a bit of a run at the moment. Obviously, it's four or five games on the bounce or something at the moment. But I guess that's the difference between your backup keeper and your number one, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, good point. So, yeah, but no, it was, good. it was a good half-full game, like I say. It was always going to be whoever scored the first goal would would like would likely be the winner. I didn't see anything more than a than a one-all. No. I thought for a, a split second you were going to come up with a Michael Owen comment then, 
So I think the the team that scores the most goals at the end of the game will win. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit concerned. <laughs> um, obviously, Norwich uh, Everton. Obviously, we spoke about earlier on in the show. Two one Norwich, massive win for them. Huge, huge win. Uh, I think it's it's no disrespect to Norwich fans. So apologies if you are a Norwich fan, but that's slightly embarrassing. I think from Ever- from an Everton perspective. Given the form Norwich have been in, I know you've been playing better under, uh, obviously your new manager, but I think it's slightly embarrassing if you ask me. So apologies for any offence I've caused to any Norwich fans. Uh, what That's else? All right. Say that again, sorry, mate. That's all right. Apology accepted. Yeah, because you are definitely like the king of Norwich City. Yeah. Um, Wolves Southampton. I thought this was quite a surprise, actually. Wolves winning three one. I think Wolves are on fire. I think they're they're moving from strength to strength, and I think Southampton under Hasselbank are just so hit and miss. You you just don't know who's going to turn up. It's, do you know what? It's a bit like watching Arsenal of old. You just don't know which team. I say Arsenal of old. It could be now, but you just don't know what team's going to turn up. They could be good. And blitz it, or they just sit back and and don't really know, you know, who they're, who they're playing with. It's like they've never met each other before. But um, Wolves are putting together a good run. It was good to see Traore get off the mark and uh, and then again and, and get a goal. It's, I can't remember how long it's been, but it's been a while since he scored a goal, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's twenty cent games or something stupid, wasn't it? Some crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, that's mad. Man. He's, he's still heavily linked with Tottenham, so I'd be surprised yes. or be interested. So not surprised, interested to see whether he does make that move. Because as it stands, albeit Wolves have played a couple of games more, they're only two points off Tottenham, and they've got an exciting team. They've got obviously a manager as as you rightly mentioned has been doing really well that nobody really sort of knew too much about. So he's come over and done a, a very good job. They're sitting comfortably in eighth at the moment. You know, even if Leicester play their two games in hand, they'll only go even on points with them. Mm. So that that'll uh, be an interesting uh, game. I'm sorry, interesting to see how they do. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, obviously, Villa and Man United. We spoke about obviously a two-all draw, which was um, it's quite nice to see. To be honest, nicely Gerard nick a few points off of United. Uh, Newcastle, Watford. Uh, albeit, I, I believe, quite a boring game, one all. Yeah, I think they dropped. It was a six-pointer, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, I think uh, so. For definitely for, for more Newcastle's perspective. Um, well, Watford still languishing down the bottom there. So, I think it was a six-pointer for them, and they both missed the opportunity. It was a, it was a shout. Eddie Howe was really disappointed after the game, but um, yeah, pretty dire one all. You know, mm. draw. Definitely, definitely. Um, so you've got uh, West Ham and Leeds. That was a bit of an upset. 3-2 win for Leeds. Jack oh. Harrison with a hattie. His first hat of his career as well. It was good to see, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit of a shock of that one. It's nice, especially as Leeds were away as well. Yeah. So it, it's nice to see Leeds win sometimes. Ah, I don't like Leeds. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive fan of Leeds, but every now and then it's nice to see them get a big win like that. Especially with a high-scoring game, you know, five goals in the game is good as well. The only, the only reason why that result was good was because West Ham are above Arsenal. Oh, well, that's the cherry on the cake for me. 
Other than that, I can give a fuck about Leeds. No, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, don't don't beat around the bush. Say exactly how you feel, mate. Yeah, I was gutted <laughs> when they got promoted. <laughs> Oh, I think from a neutral perspective, I was quite excited they come back up, but then I they just kick it. two shits out of you constantly. I just hate Leeds. Nah, fair enough. Um, and then finally, Liverpool-Brentford, pretty routine 3-0 win by all accounts. Yeah, I tell you, Liverpool and City are looking really good. Chelsea, I think you said it earlier on in the, in the show, they're looking pretty hit and miss, but City, I think, I think we were calling Chelsea champions-elect. In sort of we were what October time it must have been. Yeah, but I think it's about 13 points clear, smashing it, absolutely smashing it. Beautiful football. Pep's about to win that, but I think they would give it all up for a Champions League medal. They oh, would say hundred. Yeah, mate, could not agree more. Million percent. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, if, if they said, "Look, you, you're going to finish third or fourth in the league, but you win Champions League," Pep will go, "Yeah, all right." Bottom. If you said you're gonna, you good, we're gonna dock here sixty points, so you finish bottom. Actually, Joe, to be fair, sixty points, they might not finish bottom. I was gonna say they'll still finish top <laughs> half. <laughs> they'll still end it on like thirty-eight points or something. Ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I'm just looking through the the fixtures for next week. Um, there's no nothing's really standing out for me, games other than. The Chelsea Tottenham clash on Sunday. So you've got some midweek games, haven't you? Where I think they uh, those games in hand start to to come back. So the Leic- the Leicester Tottenham game on win- on Wednesday looks quite interesting to me as an Arsenal fan, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Over the course of the weekend, uh, Man United West Ham could be a juicy one, but Chelsea Tottenham is definitely the big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from the, the United West Ham perspective, I think it's I think West Ham will be going out to to get a bit of revenge after losing three two to Leeds, and I think yeah. United are there for anyone to take if you give them a go, if you run at yeah. them and and properly push at them. I think they're they're for anyone. Bruno Fernandez can have a whinge. Ronaldo can have a bit of a cry and a sulk. I love well, to see it, mate. I, I don't know what's happening with Ronaldo at the moment. He wasn't even in the squad. I know that's true. He wasn't against Philip, was he? So mm. it's interesting. So you keep reading that him and uh, Bruno Fernandez are moaning at everybody, and they, they both of them are causing all sorts of issues uh, and upsetting a lot of the players in the dressing room. So let's uh, let's see how it goes. See so what happens. What's that? I'll say that I was just saying, let's just see what happens in the next sort of days and weeks to come, really. Wouldn't be too surprised if Ronaldo goes at the end of the season. Well, yeah. So he, I, I kind of forgot about it. He had a, there was a bit of a, a, a scathing um, interview, wasn't there? Um, but yeah, he, he, where he kind of said he does. He, he doesn't want to be here to fight for sixth or seventh place. No. Um, and, and they should be, they should, you know, they should be winning the league. But so, so he was left out of the team, wasn't he? And uh, they, they had two goalkeepers, but they, you know, they're saying that he's injured. So, um, yeah, there's that's the official line. He's not injured. Like, we exactly. don't know, we're not yeah. stupid. Exactly. 
So, um, anything else that you wanted to add this week at all? Sure, there's probably something that you, you might want to cover, mate. So, go on then. If I have to. Um, Ooh, go on, introduce it. <laughs> La Liga. La Liga! <laughs> As we said, Sevilla are flying high. They're, they're 10 points above Real Betis, sitting in second place, mate. Absolutely smashing it. Wow. Atletico Madrid are starting to work their way back. And Barcelona are slowly, slowly climbing the table. That's but, disappointing. Um, but still languishing in sixth place. That's um, Drew against Granada. They were down to 10 men, but Granada still needed uh, an 89th minute equaliser. And uh, Real Madrid beat Valencia... 4-1. Wow, so that's that, a bit of a drumming. So that's a bit of a drumming, a 4-1 win. Yeah, yeah, that, that was over the course of last weekend. So not that's not this weekend, that was last weekend. So they had a break. Oh, okay. Um, they had a break this weekend. The only, ga- the only game that you've got on um, this weekend is Elche Villarreal, which is being played as we, oh no, sorry, it's not being played this week. It's actually just finished, um, and they won one nil. Who won, mate? Elche, El- sorry. Elche beat Villarreal. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big weekend coming up this weekend, though. Um, again, similar to the Premier League, there's no real big games, but um, it, it's it's going it's all it's all hotting up in the league, mate. We're excited. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see. I'm sure the the listeners and followers on the socials might want a, a cheeky update, mate. Maybe we'll put the the league table out there tomorrow, or something, shall we? For an update. Yeah. Let the followers know. Um, let all new fans know that we are massive fans of La Liga. You are Mister La Liga. You are the new Guillaume Balagay. You'll be William Balagay. So it's just it's just come to me. The player that I was thinking about instead of Ryan Babel was Phil Bab. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they, I tell you what, they look really similar as well. The ex-Liverpool Irish defender Phil Bab. Phil Bab, right? Okay. I'm glad you remembered before we go off air, because uh, normally it's just me that gets to, to actually appreciate these stupid, mo- momentous occasions. So uh, I'm glad all the listeners can can hear this and go, what a moron. <laughs> oh, welcome, guys. Cool. Um, I think we're, that, that pretty much wraps us up this week, I believe, doesn't it? Wraps us up, mate, like a nice Christmas present. Like a nice pig in blanket. Oh, mate, we need to have some of them. Lovely stuff. Um, so we'll do, obviously, an episode next Monday, back to business as usual, I'd imagine. That's all right with you, mate. Happy, Yeah, it should be, should be. Um, well, just no. looking at it, there is obviously a break then until the 8th of Feb. It's the next round of games. Oh. So we may have uh, a week missing again. Seems like a bit of a part-time podcast now, doesn't it? Yeah. Part-time working, part-time podcast. Love it. What we specialise in. 
But anyways, enjoy uh, your, your brand new week. Thank you, Catch guys. you soon. Thanks, mate. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 